some days I find myself really trying very hard to figure out, and I'm going to use this phrase, where I am at in life or where I am in life. And it is really just a concept of mind, but at the same time, it also can be something that I can be very capable of taking incredibly seriously. And I've talked to so many people who have said that they've had similar experiences. And I've thought a lot about why, you know, what is the point and why is there a need to worry about where I am in life? And I've noticed that it leads to some other questions and concerns and it does lead to some interesting behaviors, at least in my particular case, the way that I deal with this is that there's two actions that it leads to and neither neither of which help me really at all and they really both contribute to causing myself a lot of unnecessary suffering. And when I am in that whole mode of worrying about where I'm at in life, and I am having one of those mornings, by the way. Today is one of those times where I am looking at, you know, there's things happening in my own life in terms of my work life, and I'm trying to get this read on where I'm at. I'm kind of looking at life as this big ocean and I metaphorically see myself, you know, my life is a boat on that ocean. So the whole idea here is to, you know, take a take the, you know, a view from way up high and, and figure out where I am. You know, if I I can't know really where I'm going until I know where I am. And these are common habits of mind, these these habits of thought. And I'm still struggling a little bit with exactly how to put it into words. And it may be obvious by the way I'm speaking about this because this is something that's really fresh and it's going on right now. And I feel very calm and I feel very aware of the fact that right now I'm doing one of those macro views. I'm actually really, I'm looking at the work that I've been doing. There are opportunities to do different things. I don't know exactly how it's all going to come out. I don't know how it's going to affect my day-to-day existence. So there's a lot of this, what I refer to as two things. There is what I refer to as navigating activity. And when you think about what navigating really is, it implies that there is this need for me to figure out, or, or it's an assumption that I know where I'm going. I know where I want to be headed. I, I have some sort of end game or some sort of goal in mind. And to back up for a moment, there's nothing wrong with having an agenda. I'm not talking about an evil agenda, but there's nothing wrong with knowing where we want to end up. I'm not saying that there's anything bad or wrong about having goals. I think that's something that it's very, uh, uh, it's very commendable in terms of helping us focus our activities in life and our endeavors and really making sure that we are, I've heard the term before, finding our true north. So I'm not saying that we should not be doing these things or that I shouldn't be doing these things. But it's really about what the mind does when it's trying to get its bearings, so to speak. So there's the navigating activity, 
which is where I am trying to really figure out, okay, I want to get here. How do I get here? This is happening. And so there's a lot of calculating going on. There's, and I know that, you know, actual navigation has to do with math. I don't understand it completely, but I do understand that it does take some logic. And when you start thinking logically and thinking rationally, it can lead to stress. There again, I'm not saying that it's wrong and that we shouldn't do it. There are times when critical logical thinking are very necessary, but it's during those times when we don't necessarily have to do that. And right now, today, I I noticed that my mind was doing a lot of what I call navigating, which I've already talked about to a certain degree, and then what I also refer to as narrating activity. There's this self-talk. It's like I am really busy talking to myself about, okay, this is what's happening right now. This is who I am. This is what I'm going through. It's like I'm telling my story to myself. And in some cases, that leads to me telling my story to others. Although sometimes it can be in the form of complaints, of uh, just really relating stress and fear and uncertainty about where this is all leading because I'm, I'm struggling to figure out where I am. I'm having trouble navigating. I'm having trouble figuring out. I think this is where I wanted to go, but now I'm not sure. And then that's where the stress really starts. We suddenly, everything gets really blurry. And then, at least for me, what tends to happen is I just throw my hands up and give up. Or I get so stressed that I just can't cope with anything at all. And I've been there many, many times. And what's interesting about this morning is that, A, first of all, there's nothing wrong. There is absolutely, I can truly say, at this moment, even with these different things that are happening, and the winds look like they may be blowing in a little bit of a different direction for me, there is is no emergency. There is nothing, there is no dire situation here. And if I can just stop and remember that and realize that things, you know, the wind may be changing. I may be going in a different direction. I have a say in that to a certain degree. There are clearly some things that I can't control. But this is really a good time for me to, first of all, just be aware of the fact. And I'm going to go back even further because I think this this will, will help illuminate this. I'm only out metaphorically speaking, on that boat in the middle of this big, vast ocean, if that's how I see myself. In other words, if I see myself as an individual on a boat out somewhere with the winds, you know, changing and blowing me around in different directions, and I'm struggling to figure out where I am, and I'm struggling to figure out where I'm going. I thought I knew where I was going, but now I'm not sure if I know where I was going, if that's really where I want to go, if that's really where I want to be. It all just ends up being a big ball of confusion. So what I want to do, first of all, is in terms of mindfulness practice, and here's the thing, I don't have to figure all this out. That To me, that's the most beautiful part about this is that all of the navigating that I'm trying to do, I don't really have to do it right this moment. I'm not saying that at some point, I'm not saying that I don't need to figure out what it is that the act, the best actions for me to take, what are the best choices for me to take, to make, and what is it that I really want and need to be doing. 
and to figure out what my true north is. I'm not saying that I should not be doing that, but one thing I know for sure, and that is that I cannot do that when I am completely locked up emotionally and struggling and seeing myself there again. I'm identifying as this victim out on this boat, out in the middle of nowhere, not knowing where I am. The winds are blowing me all over the place and I have no idea where I am and I have no idea where I'm going. And there's me and it's me versus that vast ocean. It's, you know, I'm taking that on. So the first thing that I want to do is just be aware that I've created this identity for myself. In other words, this is how I see me right now. That ocean looks really foreboding right now. I'm seeing those big waves crashing in and I'm stressed and that's how I see it. That's only if I choose to see it that way. If I do it without thinking, it's only because it's habitual and it's only human. I'm not saying that there's anything bad or wrong about this. This is how we tend to respond habitually when the winds start blowing different directions. So just by being aware of the fact that I am identifying myself as this victim on this boat in this vast ocean where I don't really know what's going on and I don't really know where I'm headed or how to get where I, you know, where I really need to go and where I, how do I get there? What I really want to do is just be aware of that. I don't want to try to stop, you know, will myself to not see myself that way. I don't want to force myself or try to stop myself from identifying with it. I just need to see that I'm doing it. And it sounds simple enough, but it's very, very difficult to trust myself enough to just let myself just, just, this is how I feel. This is what I'm thinking. And the more that I do this, it really slows everything down instead of being in the middle of this storm where I can't figure anything out. And I'm afraid that things are getting ready to change very quickly and that I won't be ready for it. There again, that's the narration. And sometimes what I tend to refer to as needless narration. We, as humans, a lot of us like to narrate our life stories. We like to tell ourselves what's going on. And we also sometimes like to tell others. Storytelling is, as I'm sure most people or everyone knows, it's a very powerful tool. But in this case, telling this story is not helping me at all. It's really just continuing to further my investment in an identity of someone who needs to be more stressed and more panicked and more unsure than I really need to be. It's just it's, the story is leading me down a path of not really being able to be at peace or to be present in the moment with what's really happening. I can't really be aware of the fact that there's really nothing wrong if I'm somewhere else in my head on a boat in the middle of a storm struggling to, uh, to stay upright. It's just very hard to do. So the only way I can really deal with this is to really slow things down in my mind. The awareness, once that comes online... And there again, because I've practiced being aware is the only reason the only reason I can be aware. I've had to choose to be aware when I maybe didn't really have to be, and that is really essentially meditation practice and mindfulness, various various types of mindfulness practices. And it's available to all of us. Any of us can do this if we practice it. So if it if it's something that I've practiced enough, it becomes more second nature. 
I could wake up from that dream. And that's really what it ends up being. If I'm out on that boat in that storm being blown around, uh, not sure what to do, it's only because I see that in my mind. I've created that narrative. I can be just me being here, doing what I'm doing, dealing with what I'm dealing with. And I can be feeling these feelings that lead to me narrating a story like this to myself and telling myself this story. I can clearly be flailing about navigating something that trying to get somewhere when I really just need to slow down and just be where I am right now because there's really nowhere else I can be. I can choose to be somewhere else in my head, but really and truly where I'm really at in this moment is what's, you know, where I'm at and what's really happening right now. And all the other stuff is really just in my head. The mindfulness practice develops, cultivates that ability for us to be more aware so that we're willing, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's miserable in some cases, we're willing to be here where it's really happening, even though it can be painful sometimes. And sometimes I can be feeling even worse when I see what I'm really doing to myself. There can be a tendency to think that there's something wrong with me. Why am I doing this to myself? Why am I causing myself this much pain? So taking it a step further, I have to be careful to not get carried away in thoughts. Once I can really clearly see what I'm doing to myself, it can be very easy to fall into the trap of beginning to think there must be something wrong with me. I've got, I clearly have to have some sort of an issue. Why would I be thinking this way? Why would I be doing this to myself? And so I want to really add that, that we need to be very, very careful when we see these things to remember that we're only human and that it doesn't mean that there's a sickness or an illness. It doesn't mean that I have some sort of mental issue. It just means that I've been in the habit of doing this so much and I just really wasn't aware of it that when things get tough, this is what I tend to default to. And if I can just let myself be aware that I am doing these things, it makes it much easier to figure out what the next step is. If I'm not so caught up in trying to navigate myself out of this mess that I think has happened or that is happening and realize that whatever it is, I can deal with it. I can cope with it. I have to be able to have enough faith in my own ability to be able to cope as a human being. And we all do that in different ways. And we all, we all have different forms and types of faith. And it's what works for us. But essentially, at the end of the day, if I can't really believe in the, my own ability to, at least, if, I'm, if, if, I, if I am looking to something higher to help me cope, I feel like I at least want to do my part. I'm not saying that I can do it all myself because I can't. We all were interdependent. We all are depending upon others. And we all help each other on this journey that we're on. And even that's a metaphor. At the end of the day, it's not even really a journey. It's just what we're all doing. It's just there's, there's a, see there again, there's a tendency. We have metaphors. We have ways of narrating and telling the story. I just want to be careful 
to, to be taking a close look at whatever it is I'm narrating, whatever story I'm telling, and then really questioning, is this really true? Is this really what's happening? Is this really helping me? There's all kinds of tools out there to help people engage in the practice of questioning. There are a lot of great questions to ask during these times, but we can't really do that effectively if we are still out there in our heads, lost out there in that boat on in that vast ocean with the waves crashing in, the winds blowing, and we have no idea where we are. The only way I can do that is to be able to come back to the present moment and just be aware and sit with whatever it is I'm thinking about whatever it is that I'm feeling. I don't really know where all this is going to lead. If it feels like things are changing to a certain degree, it's not going to do me a lot of good to speculate about what that might be. It's, I feel like, at least for me, I'm much better off to be able to, to cultivate my inner resources to be able to cope with whatever that is. And the more that I'm aware that the navigation and the narration, the storytelling, the self-storytelling, and what we share with others, if I start really looking at those things more closely, I may very well find that I don't have to do it anymore. And the idea here is I don't want to get into locked into a loop of trying not to do it. I just want to not no longer put any energy towards it. I don't want to be invested in it. If I can see the emptiness in it and realize that it's really not helping me at all, and I could possibly be putting other people at a distance by engaging in, the, in these behaviors of navigating and narrating instead of coping, then I will be in a much better position to figure out what I need to do next. And if that's really what it boils down to is, is there's so much stress when things are uncertain and unsure and we're afraid that maybe things are changing somehow and when we don't know what to do next, it can be a really scary thing. And depending on you know, how high the stakes are, it really makes a difference. And if I can be in a position where I just see myself more as who I am, without all of the drama and the storytelling then I'm going to hopefully be in a position to make a better choice about how to move forward when it's time to do that and if I can be more mindful if, I've cult if I'm cultivating that practice and if I am trying to get out of my own way and just let myself do that and if I'm willing to sit with the fact that sometimes what I'm going to be aware of I'm going to be catching myself in the act of various behaviors that I'm in various mental habits that I'm undertaking. If I can allow myself to not look away, but to embrace all of what I refer to as my own craziness or silliness or whatever you want to refer to it as, it's just me being me when I'm not paying attention. That's all it really boils down to. And if I can just learn to embrace that, I don't have to continue to give energy to it. I don't have to continue to invest in it. I can just see it as this is you know this is what I'm doing right now until I don't do it anymore. And if I'm not giving any energy toward it, that eventually 
it runs out of steam. If I'm not really bought into it, if I'm not really buying into it and standing behind it and narrating a story about it, at some point, it's just going to dissipate. And I've had a few of these moments over the years where I really do see myself as that person that's trapped or a victim that's on that boat out in the middle of that vast ocean where I have no idea where I'm at and the storm is raging. And suddenly, after I pay attention and come and, and, and become more aware of what's going on, I can actually transform right before my own eyes into just me being here and this is what's happening right now. And it's, it's really strange to go from seeing yourself as this character that's going through a really difficult situation. And I realize there are difficult situations in life, but I'm, what I'm talking about here is just these storm. If there is a storm on an ocean, it's, it's, these are really the storms of our minds. And, I, and I've heard a teacher refer to that before as storms of mind. If, if there is a storm, I realize there could be legitimately something wrong going on. There could be a problem. Those things happen in life sometimes. But even if that's the case, I'm still much better off, I believe, being more aware of how my mind is reacting to that problem or to that crisis or whatever it may be and not telling myself a story about what it is but just seeing whatever it is and being able to move with it and trust that when it's time for me to make a decision, if it's time for me to move out of the way... I'll move out of the way. And the whole idea here is to stay out of my own way so that I can be able to move where I need to move and do what I need to do when I need to do it. But I think I've got a much better chance of being able to make a better and more effective decision if I am not so caught up in trying to navigate navigate myself out of a storm that doesn't even really exist other than in my head. And if I'm not narrating a story that is really probably not reflecting the reality on the ground, but it's just what my mind thinks, it's what my mind is thinking about what's going on, I'm in a much better position to really be here where it's actually happening. And if I want to be more at peace, and I want to be more centered, and I want to be more calm, and I want to have a life that that can be open to joy and things that are spontaneously happening around me, and to be able to flow with those things, this is where I want to be. So if I can see these behaviors sooner than later and catch myself in the act when I am engaging in these reactions that don't serve me well at all, there's a much better chance that I can actually do what I need to do. And, and, and if I do this habitually, that I can really ultimately cultivate a life or carve out a life for myself and be more of service to others. I realize that's a whole other aspect of this. I can't really do anyone much good at all if I am wrapped up in my own story about the guy lost out at sea with the storm raging and has no idea where he's going or how to get where he needs to go. And he's not even sure that where he thinks he needs to go is where he really needs to go. I'm much better. I can be much more comforting to others. I can really be there for others more if I'm here dealing with whatever is truly actually happening and allowing myself to be human and being able to laugh at my own silliness when I catch myself in the act 
of engaging in these habits of mind. Because I don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, what if I do this again? I am going to do it again. At some point, I am going to fall asleep, metaphorically speaking. And I'm going to get caught in that trap again of, of having a reaction of, you know, of my mind somehow. And all I've got to do is just come back to awareness again until it happens again. So there's no need to worry about it. I'm not striving for perfection. This is not a self-improvement program. What this really is is just allowing myself to be here more and partake of what of the good things that are really going on. And if there are things that need to be changed, doing my best as a human being to hopefully make it better. That's really all I can do.